Why, hello, 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 everyone out there. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. It's your girl Kimbo here, aka the Blazian Sensation, aka Miss Traveling Chafing Queen, aka King Ping Kimbo. What's up? AKA daughter of Pudgenot, aka Slayer of Poles, aka Miss Betty Pussy, aka Mother of Georgie, aka Kimbo Kush, aka Captain Planet, she's a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero, aka Miss Pussy Cantro, aka The Hustlin' Hussy, aka Twerking on Your Daddy's Couch, aka Yes, My Middle Name is Spelled Wrong, aka Kimbo of All Trades because she can do it all, honey. A.K.A. the Nomadic Nympho, A.K.A. Great Ass McGee, A.K.A. Heels Bigger Than Your Dick, A.K.A. Platypussy, A.K.A. Bag Lady. What's up? Hey, guys. Oh, my God. Welcome. Welcome back. I know, guys, it's been a little bit. Um, your girl's been busy boots out here in these streets. Um, welcome. Welcome. This is episode 41. Okay, y'all ready? It's 41, A.K.A. 41, shout out to my Latinos out there, my Latinas, and then, oh shit, si sip it, yeah, si sip it, that's 41 in Thai, yes, sorry guys, uh, yeah, you guys, it's been a little, we've had a little bit of a break in between these diff, um, couple episodes, uh, I've been crazy busy, guys, um, in this past time, I've quit my job, put in my two weeks, and your girl got a new job. So, um, yeah, it's been wild. Um, I'm going to go into more of that, like, next episode probably. Um, sorry, just to keep you guys wondering. Um, that way I can break it down for you guys all. Um, it's just been a busy, busy, crazy few weeks. Um, but, yeah, I am no longer fucking working as a, well, I'm not even, it's not a really even a bud tender in Illinois, because honestly, what we do in Illinois for selling weed is not bud tending. It's like, you're basically, it's retail. It's retail as fuck. Um, yeah, so I was working as a bud tender at a dispensary. Uh, fuck that. I'm done. It's over. She's done. Um, and now I am a marketing manager and coordinator for a uh, cannabis company here in Illinois. So I am very excited to start my new, you know, jabola um, yeah, that doesn't start till what August 1st, I think. But in the meantime, it's been quite a process to just, I don't know, get into the whole swing of things, um, finishing up there, you know, wrapping everything up there too. Um, again, I'm going to dive into this whole thing in a whole nother episode because this week is, I'm very, very excited about this week. Um, I have on... Um, joining us later on to the show is a good friend of mine. Um, he is one of the lead stars on the show Southside. Yeah, shout out to Southside. Um, uh, his name is Sultan A. Salahuddin. And he plays Simon James on Southside. You know, if you guys haven't watched, by the way, if you guys haven't watched Southside, what are you fucking waiting for? It's on HBO Max. It's amazing. Watch it. The entire season one is on there. Watch it. He just wrapped up season, uh, filming season two. Um, and as you guys already know, I had Kareem Young on um, in a previous episode. Um, and he's also um, his co-star on the show Southside. So um, super awesome guy. Um, not only does he act, but he's also one of the... Let me put some respect on his name. He's one of the producers and creators of the show. Um, he's also a writer. Um, he's in the Writers Guild. Um, he is from the South Side of Chicago. 
He was huge into like, you know, uh, he was a fitness dude. He was into, he was an athlete beforehand. Um, but then due to, you know, having an injury and everything, he, he went into acting and he's phenomenal. Um, his, me and him, we had a huge conversation after we stopped recording and he just got me so motivated and he is doing huge things when it comes to helping out the South side of Chicago, um, with his, um, non-for-profit organization, Lane 44, um, it provides exposure opportunities for the the youth and then Chicago South Side. Um, it specializes in like production of the Chicago-based like major motion pictures. So he's working on, you know, developing opportunities for young kids and young adults in the South Side of Chicago um, in the filming world. So it's super exciting. Um, and I'm really, 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 really happy for him. Um, we have a great conversation. So he tells us a little bit about what's to come in season two. Um, we kind of interact and talk about, you know, my, when I filmed the pilot with them, um, on Southside, when I was their pole dancer slash stripper in the, in the, in the trap house scene in the pilot. So that was fun, but, uh, yeah, super cool guy. He's joining us a little later on the show. So we'll talk to him then. Um, but you already know what it is. Let's dive on into the recycling of the news. Um, this week, guys, I wanted to talk more about um, there was a, a federal there was a federalization marijuana legalization bill um, that was you know drawn up um, that's being you know talked about and uh, I wanted to talk about that a little bit in deep in detail. Um, I have a I have a really good article that I pulled up from marijuanamoment.net. Um, forgive me, guys. Y'all know I'm already high as fuck. Oh, you guys, I've tried Moon Rocks. Bitch, it is a game changer. If you guys don't know what the fuck Moon Rocks are, y'all, y'all ain't some true stoners out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. Um, they're basically, it's bud, it's flower that's dipped in like distillate. And then it's also, you know, uh, coated in keef. So, yeah, if you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about, if you guys don't smoke and you're like, what the fuck is she talking about? It's basically like super powered weed, you know, and it's like super potent, super, super strong. You don't need much of it. And when I tell you, you smoke that shit and it hits you like right the fuck away. I mean, your girl's in love. The problem is finding them hoes are hard. Moon rocks are hard to come by. I had to drive all the way to fucking Michigan to get some. So um, if you guys know where I can find some moon rocks, let a bitch know. Um, but yeah, it's phenomenal. So I'm really high boots right now. So get, let me get through this article. Um, okay, so <laughs> no, I really want to talk about this because it's really important. Um, you know, I'm in the cannabis industry, so I have been just super passionate about trying to understand the laws when it comes to like social, social equity and when and everything like that, when it comes to marijuana. So I'm been, I've been paying attention to the media and, you know, what's going on. But basically, um, the article states that the first drawn of a long-anticipated Senate bill to federally legalize marijuana has been released, and its sponsors are asking for public input. Um, so they want to know, um, kind of, I guess, if they're in the right direction with the, with the laws or not. Um, but shout out to a couple of these senators who are, are sound hella woke, um, and I had to like Google them up and stuff like, like just kind of look them up and stuff. But a shout out to um, Senator Chuck Schumer, who is the New York um, Democratic um, Senate. I mean, yeah, senator. And um, he basically, you know, is trying to him and also Cory Booker. He's the New Jersey first black senator of New Jersey. 
And then we have Ron um, Wyden, who's a senator from Oregon, but he served um, already. So he stopped serving, I believe, in 1996. But they're all for this bill, but they want to make sure that, you know, this doesn't become one of those industries where it's literally only monopolized by the rich white corporate companies, right? Um, so one of the, like in the article, it states that, you know, cannabis prohibition, a key pillar of the failed war on drugs has caused substantial harm to our communities and small businesses. And essentially for communities of color, Wyden says, um, uh, it's as simple as this. Senator Booker, Schumer, and I want to bring common sense to the federal government and prohibition and restore the lives of those hurt most and set up, set them up for opportunity. So, um, the war on drugs has been, um, too often been a war on people and particularly people of color, Schumer states. Um, not only will this legislation remove cannabis from the federal list of controlled substances, but it will also help fix our criminal justice system, ensure restorative justice and protect public health and implement responsible taxes and regulations. So, um, yeah, there's a lot in this, but basically, you know, ugh, fuck, they want to focus on social equity, which is really, really important. Um, they want to give out grants. Uh, you know, they want to talk about the consumer's rights, you know, and taxes and permits and things. It, it, go, it dives really deep into this, but I really wanted to shout out these senators because it's great to see that they actually do give a fuck and they're trying to do their, you know, job in a sense of making this fair, the cannabis industry fair. Um, Because some of the main features of the legislation, um, it's largely aligned with what uh, what advocates stakeholders and the stakeholders are expecting. It would federally deschedule cannabis. So right now, Cannabis is at a schedule, I believe, one, right? It's, it's, it's right up there with, like, fucking an LSD and shit, which is, like, ridiculous. It's not... Calm down, you know? Chill your nana. Um, it would expunge prior convictions, uh, allow people to petition for resentencing, which is really, really important, uh, maintain the authority of states to set their own marijuana politics and remove collateral consequences like immigration-related penalties for people who have been criminalized over the plants. Um, when it comes to like let, allowing states to still um, regulate their own rules when it comes to cannabis, I'm not really a big fan on that because um, I've been looking into other states' um, rules. Um, long story short, but um, I kind of got hired out to be like a, a consultant for this family that's trying to open their cultivation center in Maine. And Maine's rules with cannabis is so different compared to the Illinois um, rules of cannabis. So if you go state by state, each state's very different. You know, I, I, when I was just in Detroit and Michigan, I, you know, the bud tenders there can actually, like, you can see the flower. It's all out there. They can open up the jars in front of you, let you smell it. They'll weigh it in front of you. Like in, like in Denver, like in Colorado. Um, it's not that, it's not the same, um, here in Illinois, uh, everything is prepackaged. We're not allowed to like have flour out and for display. Um, can't open the bottle. Can't smell it. It sucks. Honestly, I hate Illinois rules. Um, doesn't feel like bartending. It really doesn't. It feels like retail. I might as well be just scanning a fucking pair of panties at Victoria's Secret. Honestly, um, but yeah. So I'm really, really excited about this bill. Um, there are a lot of there's a lot of work that needs to be done on the bill. Obviously, a lot of you know, a lot of eyes needs to be on it. So that way they can figure out if, you know, you know, they, they need to make it fair in a sense of 
allowing, um, you know, people of color, you know, black and indigenous people of color to be a part of this game too, and not just have it be where you have billions of dollars and millions of dollars so you can make money. And because seemingly right now here in Illinois, it's like if you're not one of these white big corporate companies, you're not making any, you're not going to make it. Um, it's like nearly impossible to get like a license and, you know, application fees are like ridiculous and they're non-refundable. So who's got like $5,000 just to fucking throw away? You know what I mean? Um, it's a huge risk. So I'm going to be keeping up to date on this guys. Cause again, I am doing lots and lots of research when it comes to cannabis, um, and you know, state by state and federally, you know, whatever, um, I'm on top of it. So I will keep you guys informed. Um, I'm here for the normalization of, of, of marijuana. Like I'm here for that. I want, like, I was actually <laughs> like, I'm, your girl's been busy, right? So I started working with this, um, other company that I freelance with frequently, um, for years now. And I was talking to this one girl that I used to work with all the time. And, and I was telling her like, you know, yeah, I've been working as, you know, you know, as a bartender, you know, basically all I've been doing is weed, uh, smoking weed and working, you know, and then I just recently got hired, you know, uh, got, you know, basically what you're doing, but you know, with weed, you know, and she just kind of, you know, looked at me like, okay. Yeah. You know, she just gave me this like, like, like a very nervous laugh. So I've been in this, I've been in my little like, you know, stoner bubble. And I've been working with around stoners for like the past, like what, nine months now. And I forget that some people are uncomfortable, right? Talking about cannabis, admitting that they smoke, admitting that they take edibles. It's still, you know, a sensitive stigma, stigmatized topic, right? Um, and I'm over here like, yeah, bitch, I'm high as fuck. <laughs> and she just looks at me like, um, uh. mind you, I was doing all the work. You know, your girl worked her ass off. So don't tell me that, you know, I'm not productive when I'm high as fuck because you're, you're wrong, bitch. You're wrong. So, but yeah, I just thought I'd, you know, talk about that a little bit for recycling of the news because I thought that was super, super important. And again, I will keep you guys informed on that. Um, and also for sexy sustainability. Um, yeah, guys, so sexy sustainability, as you know, is my weekly statement, um, my weekly, um, shout out to a company, a product, a statement, anything that's all for saving the planet. You know, I'm a hippie, you know, I love mother earth, you know, she, she hates us because she's just like, y'all need to get it together. Um, but I refuse to give up. We have to save the planet. So any way I can shout out a company or give you guys tips on how to be sustainable, I'm here for that. So I will... You know, I do it every week here on Kimboology. Um, this week, it was just kind of like a little talk. I just wanted to kind of give a couple of, you know, just some tips on how to be sustainable every day without even trying, right? Um, I posted this on my Instagram page, Kimboology Podcast, um, my IG page. Um, but basically, just some, some simple things that cost $0 that you can be sustainable is compost. So if you guys don't know what that means... You know, you just take like an old banana peel and your eggshells and things like that. Um, and instead of just putting them in the trash, you can make a compost, um, you know, just taking like you can even do it in like a bucket or something. Just taking all those, you know, mostly just like old vegetables and things like that, rinds and things like that, and just like putting it all together. And that's actually super, super good for your for your garden if you guys garden at all. Um, so creating a compost is super, super sustainable and will help the planet and will help your garden. Because that's basic, that's fertilizer, that's, that's nutrients for your plants. So they would appreciate it too. 
Um, unplug appliances when they aren't in use. Um, you know, I used to be really, really good about this, guys, when I lived in Australia. Because um, over there, you can actually, the sockets, you can actually turn off. Like on the wall, like on the actual like socket, there was a button that you could turn it off so that energy wasn't com- constantly flowing and it would be more sustainable and save energy. Um, America doesn't have that. Uh, we don't give a fuck, I guess. And we are really bad about just leaving things plugged in. And you guys don't know like, that energy is surging. It's like being used, even though they're not even like on the appliances. So best thing to do for that, because we don't have that stupid button to turn off the socket, is to just unplug everything. You know, toaster oven, toasters, teapots, kettles, foodies, you know, air fryers, anything that you don't, that's not being used at the time, take it out of the wall, unplug it from the wall. Um, that will literally help and it'll help your electric bill. Right. So try that. Um, doesn't take any effort. Right. Um, what's another one? Rewear and recycle your clothes. Yeah, guys, I'm super big on thrifting. I'm super big on eBay. You know, I sell all my old clothes on eBay. I thrift all the time. Um, you know, fast fashion is, you know, the ghetto, the, you know, I'm, I'll admit I'm a fast fashion bitch too sometimes, but I've been trying to be better about that. When I say fast fashion, I mean, fashion Nova, Shein and forever 21, you know, discovery, all of these clothings that all the clothing that you can buy that is like super cheap, that it's, that's called fast fashion. And what you, what happens is you buy it, you wear it for like what, six months to a year and then you throw it out and it just goes into the fucking, um, you know, the big heaps of trash in the world. So to reduce that, try thrifting, try reselling your clothing back online at thrift stores or donating it. So try, guys. Um, What does it say? Cook your own food and eat your leftovers. Well, duh. Yeah, guys, um, today I made a nice, delicious meal with some of the items from our garden. We have some cucumbers, um, some tomatoes, and I used, oh, our chicken eggs, because we have chickens. So I used the eggs. To, so I made this Thai dish called, my, my, my mom calls it yum egg. So it's just like this really delicious um, salad, so to speak, with cucumbers, tomatoes. Um, we fry the egg in, in the wok. You cut it up, and then you make this like lemon, soy sauce, and pepper mix, and you mix it all together. It's delicious. So um, I don't know if that is the Thai word for that dish but my mom calls it yum egg and guess what it's fucking yum so yeah so cook your own meals and eat your leftovers bitches also walk more to the places that you don't need to drive to or bike um your girl was biking to work i bike everywhere um if you can walk to that's another thing you know rollerblade skateboard whatever you need to do but yeah so then if you don't need to drive your car don't do it um yeah, that's it, guys. That's it for sexy sustainability. I just want to kind of bring up some little, like, you know, tips on how to be sustainable this week um, that you can be mindful of, right? Because those are things we can literally do every day, right? We can unplug shit. You know, we can eat our leftovers, you know? All right, guys. So um, I don't want to be too long because I want to get to the meat and potatoes, which is our interview with Sue. Um, it was really good, guys. He's such a funny guy. You guys got to check out Southside. Um, so yeah, we're going to go take a quick break. And when we come back, Sultan's going to join us. We'll be back. And we we will be right back after these detailed messages. 
Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. And we are back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This time we have a guest on um, a dear old friend of mine, Sultan. Uh, Sue is what you would like to be called, right? I mean, you're really casual, but introduce yourself. Like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, podcast world. What's going on? It's your boy, Sue from Southside. Uh, you can call me Sue, Sue Hill, Sue, whatever. You know, I mean, as long as you don't call me a horrible name, we're good to go. I'm pretty easy going. How's everybody doing out there? Oh, my God. I love the vibes, you guys. He's wearing like he's he's always repping Chicago. I love it. Shout out to his hat. And if you guys are watching in the visuals, shout out to Tree One Two. He's he's right now. You're currently in L.A., though. You're currently in in California. Yeah, I'm in L.A. Um, As a matter of fact, I just got done in a writing session because we're working on some other projects. Yeah, I was like, no, I got to meet for this uh, podcast. because It's very important. Chicago base. It's all about hometown. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm out in LA right now enjoying the weather. I'm sitting in the shade, as you can see. Um, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, Sutan, Sutan guys is actually one of the leads of the show Southside. So I don't know if you guys remember, but I had Kareem Young on a few podcasts mm-hmm. back. So, and that was, he's the other part of other lead on the show Southside. And so I, I was like, you know what? I need to get Sue on. I want to get out dead ass. I want to get Quincy on, but he too busy for me. So yeah, <laughs> I know that's, you know, that's uh, Kareem's uh, twin brother, but right. Sultan agreed to be on the show today and I wanted to just chat he just got finished filming season two exciting oh yeah yes oh, on yeah. HBO Very Max like, did you love exciting. it how was season two did it go okay like um, well I gotta tell you I gotta tell you um for those who've never done this type of work before when you're acting like that to put together a show it can be very tiring so you got to be committed in all the, in all the way in all ten toes, all ten fingers, and your nose, and you got to be all about it. Um, but yeah, I, I season two is going to have. If you thought season one was good, I am proud to say that season two is going to knock you off your block. We've done really, some, yes. Yeah, season, season one is hilarious. Season two is. Thank you very much. We appreciate. It. Just so you know, I'm one of the co-creators and one of the writers. And one of the actors on the show. So I don't just like. Yes, y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? Shout out. Actually, yeah, you know, I just want the people to know who they're talking to out here because I, I, Southside is like my baby, you know, and I'm just enjoying it, watching it grow. And one of the most important things is just like seeing all of the love and all of the reverberation of positive energy that the show brings. And so that's what, you know, pays dividends to me over and over again. Not to get too caught up on titles, but I want people to know, yo. I'm one of the minds behind it. So, yeah, well, it's, uh, it's a wonderful thing. 
Definitely, because in the last, uh, actually, though, Sue, when um, Kareem was on, we went through that too. And we talked about you guys. We talked about Bashir. You know, we talked about everybody. Yeah. So we talked about how you guys are all friends. Like you guys all started this together, really. Um, and it's built. A, it's based off of you guys' actual like life, in a sense. It's it's based off of a yeah. true story, which is your lives as growing up as friends in the South Side of Chicago. Like just uh, what I love the most is that y'all are. Just, it's just it's real, right? Not only is it funny. But it's real because it's y'all are real people, real true Chicagoans that are actors as well. And I'm just super, super excited and hyped for you guys. Y'all are Thank some you. humble, amazing men. And I just appreciate y'all because we need Aww. that energy in this world. No, for Aww. real. Like Kareem, like Kareem and y'all, like y'all are just so humble and like just still real like to, like you're not you're not in this hollywood phase you're like i'm too mm, you know what i'm saying like you know pray to god y'all stay as dope it depends as on where i am sometimes you got to play that role so i have played that role a couple of times but only when i'm in that environment i'll play ah. that but for the most part you know well, you are in la just so. like everybody else so you know i feel you on that you you gotta you know, yeah that's you true gotta, you kind of have to know. code switch a little bit right you gotta do what you gotta do i'm not mad yeah, at that. you gotta you I'm not you gotta swim that. with the sharks when you're in ocean. So yeah. Amen to that, brother. I, I feel you 100. Yeah. I gotta put that. I'm a woman of many hats myself. And, and speaking yep. of right, how did we? Yep. So you guys, the reason why me and Sue know each other, uh, we have a little history, is because I was on the pilot uh, episode with them on Southside. What was I doing, Sue? Absolutely. <laughs> you were. Um, she was reading books and talking. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> She was showcasing her pole skills. And I say that as an artist and I like, she's very talented when it comes to pole dancing. Thank you. And she's done some things that I haven't seen before, even in some clubs. So they wanted a specialist for, well, a lot of people don't know is in Chicago, a lot of strip clubs are inside of like uh, people's homes within the community. So it's not necessarily right. you go way out to a certain place where all the strip clubs are. It could be one next to the candy store. That's just how we get down <laughs> in the city. So. We wanted to have that authentic feel, and we was like, we need a we need a real deal. And you came highly recommended, and we hit it off on set. And bada boom, bada bing, I'm here. That's how we met, and that's how it, that's how it started. That's right, that's right. We were just actually talking about how because he was like, damn, I'm salty because they fucking didn't put all of it in there because your girl was working. You know, they they were like, all right, we're gonna I make know. people work. So they had me up there I doing know. all the handsprings, the shoulder mounts, the yep. inversions, and. Yep. And they got two seconds of me doing a shoulder mount. That was it. That was all that was in that. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> let me, and, and let me tell you why that was. It's because we were, at the time we were on Comedy Central. And when you're working for like a Comedy Central or a CBS or something like that, um, you really only get 23 minutes and like maybe uh, uh -huh. 17 seconds to uh -huh. actually show because of commercials. So right, right. there was so much from that season um, and that episode that we had to leave on the uh, editing floor. Uh, because we couldn't fit it in. Yeah, I even I, I petitioned. I was like, "Why don't we do a bootlegs and B sides?" And they was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. We'll but we'll see. Maybe it'll come. I don't know. Maybe but it's, it's 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 it was. I think people would love to see that scene in its fullness. It was amazing. That Funny. like. That would actually make my life if like y'all could show if they, they can go back to like the beginning and show the behind the scenes or just more parts of it. Because that scene itself was hilarious. It that was, trap house scene was so it was funny. Dope. It was so yeah, good. Well, and I was so yeah, salty. I was like, they only had like a little bit, just a little bit. But I understand what you're coming from because, yes, you know, I'm familiar. Yeah. It's out of my control at that point. Yeah, it's, 
23 minutes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I was there. I would have been more, but, you know. Yeah. Now that we're on HBO Max, though, the okay. episodes can be a little longer. So there's definitely oh, going to be exciting. More, uh, more scenes. It's okay. It's going to be expanded a little bit longer. I don't know how much more, but it definitely will be longer than 23 minutes. So. Well, that's exciting because I did I did watch when I watched the first season, I was like, man, I want more meat. I want more juice. Like, I want more. Like, it was just little bits. You know what I'm saying? I wanted like them to be like girthy. I wanted the more of that because it's hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. So um, I'm happy said. to hear that. So, guys, season two yeah. will be will, will give us more Southside. So hopefully it's, a you know, it's a, it's HBO Max. So I'm never disappointed. I watch all my shows on HBO Max. So I'm never disappointed. Oh, yeah. Really. Shout out to HBO Max. They, they are definitely, yeah. they definitely love the show, have supported the show and, you know, get HBO Max if you don't have it. Cause we don't Yeah, you guys. It. So yeah, be, stay, stay ready. So like have HBO Max already so you can watch season one, but stay tuned for season, stay tuned because season two is coming. Obviously they yeah. just finished wrapping. So they have a, you know, there's a little bit to do more so in the right. sense of like editing, getting that all ready and stuff like that. So just be patient with the, but in the meantime, we got Sue on and up, I just want to chat with him a little bit about being a Chicago actor, right? Being from okay. Chicago. Um, some of the projects you feel like, you know, you're, you are in the works or what you are in currently doing or what you want to do plan wise for as being an actor and just like how it's changed your life going forward how has Southside changed your life like those are a lot of questions which one do you want me to answer I, <laughs> I did I don't I know where to begin whatever you want to do how does Southside well how did you get into acting really because it was it, right. it were you always intended to be in, like did you always want to be an actor growing up or no, actually, I didn't. Um, I okay. was more into athletics. I was an athlete in school, and I like to crack jokes. More than even acting, I, I enjoy stand-up comedy. Like, okay. That's where my heart of heart was. I, I, just, I see I've that for you. I've done stand-up for many for years before I started writing and trying to put the show together. So okay. that's where, like, so if you do stand-up comedy or anybody who knows that anybody that does stand-up, being on stage and performing your act is the best training you could ever get as an actor in my opinion, to, get, right. uh, to, to really figure out how to use your body, how to use your voice, how to how to move through a joke or move through a scene. I got a lot of that from stand-up. I also took a couple of classes uh, once be- when I was in college. I also took some after season one just to continually work on the craft. And I'm a firm believer, like, you get out what you put in. Mm. So I invest in myself. I invest in... Uh, what I want to do and try to be better each season. So like, it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing thing. Like true. I didn't start. I'm not a, uh, what you would call a thespian because that just wasn't my calling early on. Like my brother Bashir, he's a true thespian. He's been doing like theater and theater. I said that twice. Anyway, he's been doing <laughs> on stage performances since high school in college, okay. post college. Like, so that's, you know, that's the route he took, but Okay. Um, I did it in my own way through stand up. Diallo as well, those, or no? Oh yeah, Diallo as well. Diallo. Okay. I don't know if it, I know Diallo was doing. I know they met in college and they were both doing like part of a singing guys choir or something like that. And that's how they met. Okay. And if you know anything about them, like um, they're very funny dudes. And like uh-huh. when they actually met, they didn't realize that you know they were going to be friends for life. And the funny thing about that is their birthday is on the same day. So it was Shut just up. like yeah, it's on the same day. So it was Oh, like they birthday cosmic. twins. Right. It was like super cosmic. Wow. They have, they I have love very that. similar taste in comedy. They're very both very smart, very talented. So it was okay. just like a, a how was the, it was like a 4th of July party that just never stopped with these guys. So it was it was pretty good. 
I love that. But that's my that's my background when it comes to acting. Is it's more so with a stand up and then just you know learning about the craft and working on it and all that stuff. Putting the time. I love in. that. Yeah. I love that because like it's like you can really feel the connection with you guys when you watch the show. You know what I mean? Like you can tell that there's history between you and the different characters because um, it's real. It's like funny and it comes from a true place. It, it's not. I mean, yeah, yes, we as actors, right? We have to, you know, act and do our right. job. But for y'all, right. it felt gotta, so natural. You gotta know your lies, you still gotta act. Right, right. But she, it, 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 was, it felt so natural, but it, because you guys had that history. So that was really dope. I love seeing that. And I didn't know that about um, Bashir and Diallo. I thought, I thought you grew up knowing both of them. I thought you and Kareem and Quincy and all y'all, Bashir, you know, no. Diallo, I thought y'all all no. grew up in the South Side of Chicago together. So I thought that's what, I thought you knew Diallo as well. No. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's that's dope. I do. I, I met Diallo through Bashir later okay. in life. Yeah, but uh, obviously Bashir is my brother. And then the twins were my brother from another mother. I went to high school with them. So right, Bashir right. went off to school. Um, that's where Diallo comes in the picture. And those guys work, okay. you know, been working together ever since. And it's really, Diallo's like another brother to me. So it's, you might as well throw him in there now. Right, right. Because that's kind of how I felt the energy whenever, whenever I was on set too. Like everybody was just so like, it's family. Everybody's family. Like I felt that. So. It is. Yeah, is, that's what's up. Yeah. Okay, so we yeah. know their history about being, you know, coming into acting, continuing acting, continuing your craft, which is super key. Like, I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. You know, we always, you know, don't ever feel like, okay, I'm, I'm where I'm at or I'm good. I'm just going to st- Like, no, we, we, will, we can always learn. We can always be students of life. So I feel like that's really key yep. to being successful, right? Is just to like be a sponge and take in everything that we can, what God and life and the universe has to offer us. So I love that so much for you. I love that you're still well, like trying, you. you're impro- like you're always improving your craft, which is dope. Um, so for any um, actors out there or aspiring writers or anything, I personally feel like I haven't made it. So if I feel like I haven't made it, you got to keep going, man. You right. got to keep working at it. And you got to put the time in. You cannot cheat this. There's no way to cheat. Right. You could always be better, too. Shit. Like, Absolutely. always. You know? Absolutely. Always. Right? Absolutely. So, yep. I love that. I love that so much. I mean, I kind of, like, I like you know, I looked up your bio, too. You know, I pulled Uh-oh. you up on, on your Uh-oh. press for, you Uh-oh. know, for Southside. And I was just kind of, like, in. I saw that you went to the Chicago High School for Agricultural Sciences. So he's smart. He's a smart Shout nigga, Shout out y'all. to Chaz. Indeed. All right. He's a yep. smart nigga, y'all. He ain't, you know, he got that smart head. I know all you know. about horticulture. I can tell you about plants and all that. Okay. I'm doing animals and all that. Yeah, I got to talk you know, to you because, so. you know, I'm, grow- I'm growing for the first time this year, this summer. I'm Interesting. Growing. Well, we could, got, we, yeah, we could talk about. Yeah, yeah I got me. My babies that. are outside thriving. I got, you know, I got my babies, my different strains growing. So I'm excited to harvest and cure them and everything. So, okay. um, I know it's, 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 it's a learning process. It's, it's chemistry up in here. So, but, uh, I saw that you asked how me many, play the Jackie Robinson. How many, how many uh, plants do you have? Well, I'm a medical patient. Yep. So le- legally Absolutely. in Illinois, as a medical patient, you can grow up to five plants. So that's what I got. Yeah. So oh, I got okay. them. That's yeah. Cool. But I mean, there's like, cause in, the, in Illinois, there's all these different rules. I know you in Cali, so it's a different, it's a different world out there. Um, and I work in I work in Canada. I grew up to like a hundred if I wanted. Right, like literally, like the rules in California are just like completely better than like Illinois yeah. is a baby still. We just got, we just became adult use yeah. in January 2020, so we got a long way to go. And you know the politics, you know Chicago. Come on now, Sorry. you know, you know, you know how it is right, here. Right. So let's just see if they even allow the laws to let us Absolutely. do some things. So we'll see. 
but five <laughs> five plans Absolutely. for a medical patient. So that's the rules. So we'll see. I got a long way to go. They're in vegetation well, I right now. I wish you number success with that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I have to send you some photos of my babies. Um, my plant babies. <laughs> Can't work. Um, but yeah, it says here you also played Jackie Robinson like baseball as a young child. So yeah, you did have that in your background. Yeah. Um, my I partner played baseball all the way through high school. Did you? Okay. In college. Yeah. In college too. I like, destroyed my shoulder. Yeah, and I destroyed my shoulder, and that was it for that. Like I was. That's exactly down. what happened wow. to my producer. That was it. Yeah, that was that's exactly what happened to him. He fucked his shoulder up. He, he it blew yep. and all the surgeries and everything. And there you go. There you go. Oh man, he's, he's better than me. I didn't even get to the surgery stage. It was just really? like, oh, I'm never you. I'm never going to be able to throw the same again. So it wow. was just like, yeah, I heard it real bad. So damn, but that's a very okay. common thing too, right? Because baseball, like y'all are just constantly with that shoulder. That rotator cuff. Yeah. Well, mine, mine actually happened when I was sliding into home plate. Like the catcher landed on my shoulder. Oh and shit, was, really? Yeah, I slid head first in the home plate. He went to jump to catch the ball and came down and all I heard was crunch, crunch, crunch. Oh I shit. I got up, I just could barely like I could barely raise it. And I was just like, Yeah, I'm done, son. This was in college or high school? This is in college. This Damn. is in college. Damn. That fucking I hurt my sucks. other shoulder in high school, but that's you know, that doesn't matter. That was in my throwing arm. You can catch with that one all day. Right, but, right. Oh well. But it's cool though, because obviously I wasn't meant to exactly. continue down that path. So exactly. You were meant to go on a different path. So that's yeah. Yeah, I, everything. Ha- I'm a true believer. Everything happens for a reason. The universe Absolutely. and God, they have goals in mind and intentions for us. We just got to kind of get our ways. We might not understand it in the moment. You know, when st- like I'm sure at that time when you got yeah. when your shoulder blew out like that with the catcher. Oh, that would that must have been a huge yeah. blow because you were like, I was sad. I, was I bet. Sad. I bet. But then I realized, you know, I don't have to go do baseball anymore. And I can put all my attention on girls and kicking it. So. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> and Irv, like, that's when I actually True. got into it. I was like, yeah. You're yeah, like, oh, when this I was is an athlete, I didn't really okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah, when I was an athlete, you know, I, I didn't really mess around with any drugs or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, like, all pure. And then right. once I got injured, I was like, well, let's try some weed. All right, I'm good. Found, I'm, yes. found my home. So... I mean, I love that though. So you know, I'm a, shit. I'm high as fuck right now. Shit, I went. I, I had to go smoke a drink right before we got on here. I was like, let me go ahead and get this little. Uh, what did I smoke? I smoked one of my favorite strains, La Orange. La Orange. So really beautiful sativa. Okay. Very You're orange, funny. Very La Orange. What was that? Okay. I, I like yeah. how you said that. La Orange. It's bougie. It's La Orange. It's bougie. You know. What I love I'm saying? it. I love you it. You know, I'm fake bougie. I guess you know. <laughs> That L orange strain is delicious. I'm super love high. It. I love it. So I am, you know, we all, we all here in the Kimboology streets, we support cannabis okay. all down. No um, doubt. I'm with y'all on that. Hell yeah. So, but how did it feel though, being on set with like, cause you know, I did see some sneak peeks, you know, on your Instagram of, you know, we had Chance the Rapper. I saw you with him. I saw you with Dion Cole and Dick Mensa and Lil Rel. So I, I'm seeing some big names, seeing some fun characters uh, coming in. So yeah, how was that? Yeah. What was that like? I mean, you know, like, okay, from the outside looking in, I'm, I'm sure it looks exciting. And it's like, oh, the stars, and you get to work with all. But at the, at the end of the day, like, we're all on the same level, right? Like, it's kind of like when you're 
when you're in the scene and you're acting, it doesn't matter who you're across with. You just got to make sure you bring thunder and you bring the character, you bring the energy. So um, it was fun to act with them because they're very talented individuals mm. and to be able to see them bring what they have to the table was just, you know, it was just a treat. You don't get to do that every day, but uh, just know that, you know, in every scene force was meeting force and we were giving it to them. So it was, it was like, um, it was, it was a, it was a friendly game of, Let's see how well we can do, how good of actors we are. Let's give okay. our give our most to the scene and to the show. And I felt that from each one of those individuals. Like uh, they they their commitment and their love. First of all, you can tell they really love Southside. Like otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So yeah. the energy that they were displaying on set and how they were talking to some of the people there. And you know, you always just watch and listen. I was like, man, that's really really cool. Um, and I knew Dion Cole. I actually was on Blackish last season. I'm, I this I saw you were on Blackish. So I met him there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had a little small bit, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, um, so being able to reunite with him and talk with him, and you know, he's from the shot. I mean, basically, all these guys are from the shot. I That's love the other it. Thing that we have so in common. much. But you know, the Chicago guys sitting around being funny and having a good time. So you know, overall, it was fun. It was exciting, but it was business. It was work, and it was really cool to see how. Like for me, it's cool to see how they prepare for the scene, what they do in their private time, or they're they're sitting there doing whatever, just observing, and just how you know one skill set matches up against another skill set, and just being able to be around that was really really rewarding. So it was a very it was a very exciting time. I'll never forget it. Every time I'm on set, and I you know yeah them in addition to the fact that like. A lot of the people that are on the show, like the the the, the cast, the five or the cast, they're all very talented. Like hell yeah, from Quincy to Kareem to Bashir to Chandra to Diallo. Uh, like yo, everywhere you turn to Z, my sister Z. Like everywhere you turn, like it's bangers. Nobody is like leaving you hanging. So it's like yeah. it's very competitive in a positive way for the show. Well, I mean, when you guys pitched it to, you know, Comedy Central originally, Kareem told me that, like, if they wanted to just say, hey, we like the concept, but, you know, we gonna, we're going to find a new set of twins or we going to find a new Sue, like, they could have. And they kept y'all for yeah. a reason because they saw the talent there. They saw the, 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 the chemistry, the realness between mm-hmm. y'all. And so they kept it. And I, I agree. I think everybody there is super talented. It's yeah. so funny. It's great to watch. Like, I just love how you guys just bounce off each other's characters and just are able to kind of like, it, 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 I can tell that you guys are accepting of one another, but helping one another when in the scene. Absolutely. You no, know, it's like Absolutely. you guys are setting each other up for success, which is great. I love that so much. And um, a big shout out to the writers, though. Like a lot of those, a lot of that comes from the writing staff. Like our writing staff is superb. And I'm one of the members. I'm not just tooting my own horn, but... Like in the yeah, writing room. Yeah, I didn't know that, Sue. I didn't know yeah, that you I mean, were one of the writers. That's girl, I got up. deaf to me. You thought yes. I was just a pretty face. Nope. So anyway, I like, love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah writing, so go on. I'm so sorry. I was just going to say, in the writing room, which is led by Bashir Salahuddin, is one of the one of the most ingenious comedic minds of our time, whether people want to realize it. Um, he, he, he's very clear about the vision. He's very clear about the show. And, you know, everybody is committed to producing the best show possible. And okay. as you can tell, you know, from our output or what we put out that a lot of time and a lot of very talented, funny, creative minds are in that writing room. So 
that's one of the one of the most special places that I've enjoyed being so far on this entire journey is the writing room because mm. that's where like I get to see it created out of someone's mind and then I get to go to Chicago and watch somebody act it out. Yes, yeah. I can't explain that's that euphoria. That's amazing. Did you did you take classes for writing or did you just always been a writer? Have you always felt that that do you love writing? Like, do you like I feel like that's something you have to enjoy. Right. Is like picking like because I find it super difficult. Like writing to me is really hard. I don't like it. I wish I did. Honestly, I really did wish I did. But, you know, I have these ideas in my head, but to get them out there and to get them out there where it can like you can portray it to an actor and be successful. That's huge. It's huge. Yeah. So did you, um, yeah. What's your history with that, with writing? Well, I mean, I've always been good at writing short stories ever since okay. I was in school. Like, I, I have a, an affinity for, like, poetry and short stories and jokes. That's my thing. I like to write jokes. Ah, and so okay. I've always was writing stuff and stand-up. But right, stand-up. The okay. Thing, the one thing you can get is, like, there's no class out there that can prepare you for a writing room. That's just a really? big misnomer. Yeah, there's no, there's no, this is a writing room class. That, that's, uh, what you have to do is like, you you have to take your time and like research the craft because the writing craft is totally different from the acting craft. Uh, Actually, you can become a better actor if you know how to write. Interesting. Because you understand scenes better. You understand the emotion behind the words. You understand the story. You understand context better as an actor if you're a writer. Not saying you need one for the other, but right. you just have that edge. Um, you know, writing is something that you have to be passionate about and care about. You, you, you know, it's, and it's also a process when you're talking about writing. See, a lot of people think writing is, oh, you just sit down and write something. Really, you got, there are a lot of elements before you even start writing. Like, for example, are you, what, what genre are you writing? Are you writing a thriller? Are you writing a, a fucking romance? Are you writing a comedy? Are you writing a rom-com? Are you writing a, a fr- what are you writing? That's thing number one. Then, thing number two. Who are you writing for? Are you writing uh, for TV? Are you writing for a movie? Are you writing for, um, sh- are you writing just to have content on the internet that's five minutes long? Are you trying to get a deal with Hulu, Netflix? Like, why are you writing? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, what you're writing also dictates how much you write. Like for comedies, you only write 30 minutes, max. Uh, there are no 60 minute comedies. You know, those right. are called movies. Um, right. And then the other thing about it is, it's like, okay, now that you figured out what you're going to write and what you like to write and what you're good at, who's the main character of your story? Like, before you even write a story, you have to create a character Mm. because stories are driven by characters. Mm. In other words, if you don't have a character that you totally understand and want to, and people can latch onto and are interested in, they don't give a damn about the story. So your character has to be amazing. And then you take that character on an adventure, which becomes a story. And yes, there is a format. Yes, there is a template. Yes, you have to learn that. But once you learn those things, it's like riding a bike. I love it. So it's not, let me rephrase, it's not easy. It's always challenging, but it's so rewarding because things like Southside come about. And then the other thing is like, there are a lot of complaints and I hear from my own people and other people was like, I don't see representation of me, or I don't see this, or I don't see that. The reality behind it is, is you will never see that unless you write it. Mm-hmm. You have Here, to. You want to see. You want to see yourself in, uh, shown in a certain light. Right. You, you think you think somebody wanted to write a comedy about the South Side of Chicago with the history of the South Side of Chicago in the media? Nah, nobody's trying to do that. True. Here we are. <laughs> so you True. want. So if you want to see. 
if you want to see yourself or your people or whatever your motivation is mm-hmm. um, put out there in a certain way, you got to take the initiative and write it, period. I love yeah. that. I love that. I think that's a really great, uh, like, just... And it's in like a great way to live life in a sense of like, if there is a void somewhere where you're seeing like an absence of it, create it. You know what I mean? Like where I'm, be the you know, change. Like, right. Be the change. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. Because I am sick yeah. of it too. I'm always like, man, you know, I want to see more, you know, uh, black indigenous people of color coming up. Like I want to see us in these spaces. You got to write that because the you know, only people that are to, writing yeah, are not people that look like it. us. And they, don't, exactly. and they don't know the nuances of our culture or they don't know the nuances of a neighborhood. And so they can only get so far. And then you're, we're sitting on this end like, oh, that's trash. Oh, they don't know us. Well, you're right. But they still yeah. are creating content. And you're not, we're not doing anything to either aid it or, because I'm all about putting the responsibility where it lies. You right. want to see that change in your community, you got to be it and do it. Otherwise, Make it's it not going to happen. I love that. I love that. Y'all heard that, right? Y'all heard it first. Sue said, if you guys want to see some shit move, got to make it happen. You got to do gotta it yourself. Be it. You got you to do it. And be the change. If it, if it takes you a year to learn how to write something and learn how to write for TV or learn how to write a script, if it takes you a year, but in that second year, you write a blockbuster hit, was it worth it? Yeah. Very true. Very true. Dropping gems, dropping wisdom. What? Love it. Appreciate you. <laughs> yes, I love that. Wonderful. Okay, okay. So we we definitely dived into your history and your background and how, you know, yeah. season 2 and all that. And you did say you had some things in the work. You said you've been writing and you've been you doing some oh, things absolutely. in LA. Is there any projects that you can kind of like let us know about already or is everything in the wraps until things kind of get under like what what's your plans for the future? What's your next project? I can tell you the, the types of projects I've been working on. Okay. So I have um, two screenplays that are, uh, one is outlined and one is completely written. Okay. And I have a third on the way. I have four comedic show ideas. Wow. Um, that have already been outlined. A couple of them are already in treatment form. Wow. Um, and, and I have two game shows that I'm going to be pitching down the um, line. So I mean, like... Like over busy, the, y'all. Over, and I have and I have a sketch comedy show that I'm gonna come out with, but I I have to wait. Like that it's on the shopping, it's on the block to be done. Okay. I just gotta, you know, take care of some other stuff before I jump into it. But those are the projects that I have going on right now. And you know, over the over the pandemic, I kept writing. I didn't I didn't wait for someone to be like, all right, you should write something. Nah, because that's not how it that's not how it happens. True. Like the way Hollywood works or the way the way it works, what I'm learning is you got to create the stuff. And then when you're in those circles, having those conversations with those people, you're able to say, I have A, B, C, D, and E. Mm. And then they'll go, oh, well, let me hook you up with this person. Right. And if you really have that stuff, who knows? Right. But if you don't have anything written, if you're just waiting for someone to create a project that you can be a part of, then you're going to be waiting. And you're going to miss a lot of opportunity because... Writers and creators are the foundation of all television, Hollywood, and everything. Everything you ever see starts with a pen and a pad or a computer. Before then, it doesn't exist. I love that so much. You want to become valuable in Hollywood? 
get in on the creative writer side. Otherwise, you know, you okay. keep going to auditions all day. Not saying anything's wrong with that, but right. it's just it just limits you, especially if you're a really creative person. And you get tired of being typecast. Oh yes. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, you know? So Are you typecast? Have you been kind of seeing that when you went on auditions and things like that? The same type of roles for you or what? Uh some of them. I I think that's just more of a conversation with your manager though. But I think okay. when they okay. see you in a certain light. Like, first of all, in order to get typecast, you got to be really famous like Costanza. So, hell no, I haven't seen that yet. I ain't that <laughs> I'm not that big. So let's just be all the way honest. Oh, you, was, you are like, Sue. So, not yet. No not doubt yet. in my we mind. No doubt in my mind. Did you hear, oh, you see all the projects, did you hear all the projects he was doing, all of the ideas, like that passion that, oof, like that's not something yeah. that is create, you, that's a part of you. So I know that. I know yeah, you're about absolutely. to blow up. I know it. It's just a matter absolutely. of time. It's just absolutely. a matter of time. I love that so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm so proud. I think that's so amazing. Thank you. Thank you very Black much. Black man from thank Chicago doing much. shit. Thank you very much. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you know, trying to make it happen. Trying to trying to set up something for the generations behind me because yes. there have been too many of us who have um, gotten their bag and, and took off. And so very if you turn true. around and look and see what's back there, there's still nothing. Very true. No, I was just going to say, I, I see that for you. I feel like you are always going to be true to us and you're going to always like rep Chicago and bring it back home. So I appreciate that because you're right. You're right. It's so easy. Yeah. We got too many of, a, you know, like somebody very famous that we don't want to say, but, you know, he, I feel like he's forgotten where he came from, you know, dealing with, you know, certain, certain mega stars. I mean, and, it, you know, it's we got easy to do. It's easy right. to get caught up in that. It's easy to happen. I mean, but you know, the reality behind it is, is like, at some point we have to like, look at ourselves and just, you know, change it ourselves. Like even, even whoever you're speaking about, which, you know, that, that neither here nor there, but at the end of the day, like, if it's not in you to like make, you know, if you don't have it in you, it'll never be in you. It's, you know, it's, and the way society is, you know, it's it's set up for every man for itself. It's a lot of division. True. Um, so in order for you to really, you got to get like-minded individuals and you got to really, you know, be about something. It's really, anybody can make money. Anybody can get famous. You can get famous doing stupid shit. Dumb you can, shit. You, can, you dumb can make shit. money doing dumb shit. But there, then, yes. at the end of the day, like, what do you stand for? What, have, what What's your legacy? What have you created? And so that's one of the things that is really important to me. Like, I, you know, I'm glad to be in the fortunate position that I'm in. I'm very thankful but I know that this is just like the beginning of things greater because, you know, there are, there are generations behind me that are looking at me like, man, I, sh- I would like to do what you want to do or what you're doing or have opportunities too, but I live here. Right. So the reality right. behind it is, is like, okay, who's going to take opportunities to them there? Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like as part of my job and my responsibility, um, as, as a grown man um, with kids, you know, like I see it all the time. So, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But that's one of the reasons why I started the nonprofit Lane 44. Oh, yes. That. And we'll get into that very soon. So absolutely. Honestly, you gave me all I needed when it sense to like kind of giving us that sneak peek with Southside and telling us about yourself. I feel like the audience really kind of gets like can see you now more so than the character that you play on oh, south yeah. side you know you know what i mean like <laughs> it's like james. You know, right a, so many a, people right boy. right simon james you know what i'm saying like he's he's, yeah. he's so, you know it he's people, all about the I, cash right but it's like you're all sultan is sultan you know what i mean so you right. you definitely have your own 
you know, persona and carry, that's a character you're playing in a sense, you know, Absolutely. it's based that's off of people that, you know, maybe it's a based off of you or maybe somebody, one of your friends and things like that. But for you, I'm happy that you were able to kind of give us more insight about yourself and like what you want to do and what you stand for. Like you said, your legacy. So I appreciate it. Oh yeah, it's important. Hell yeah. So I thank you so much. We're going to take a little quick break. And then when we come right. back, we're going to dive into meditate, masturbate or medicate. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. And we are back. All right, guys. You know what it's time for? Oh it's God. time for that was meditate, a, that was masturbate, the break medicate. Never... What happened? Where you at? Can you talk about this or no? Is it weird? Are you, are no, you standing can, next to a bunch of Karens about... right now? <laughs> <laughs> a couple, but it's, it's, you know, I'm standing next to a bunch of people, but I don't care. I mean, this is, you know, I can say what I want. It's all good. I love it. Well, okay. So what do you want to talk about? What, what are we choosing today? Meditate, masturbate, or medicate? I mean, you're the host. You tell me. I follow your lead. I, I think we should dive more into medicate since, yes, okay. you are... You are true. Look at the hat you're wearing. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to tree12clothing.com. You know? two, let's, okay. let's dive in. Let's talk about cannabis. Let's talk about weed. Let's talk about marijuana, ganja, all the names. So, right. obviously, you are a cannabis enthusiast. Tell us what your history is with cannabis. and What's my history with it? Well, like, before I started smoking marijuana, I did research on it, and I found out some very interesting things, like... You know, some would even say it's a cure for cancer. Um, it is. I've, it's it been is. used, especially the oil. Um, mm -hmm. It's been used by the Egyptians. It's been, you know, it's been around for many, many, many years. Uh, and I think it's interesting that we have THC and CBD receptors inside of our body. Yep. So those aren't there by accident. And so it's the only, it's the only quote unquote, drug in the drug category that isn't manipulated by chemistry or a lab or man it's all natural it comes from the earth so for me it's just as dangerous as a tree it's just as dangerous as dirt because it comes from the earth so <laughs> that tree like, though y'all that tree dangerous yeah, as fuck exactly and then on <laughs> top of that like it's um it's so healing you know like you know they try to scare you to keep you away from it but once your body like get some and whether it's CBD oil being rubbed on or whether it's you drinking butter or put it on your toast or put it in your coffee or whatever you do, your body is just like, thank you for the break. So, um, yeah, my history with it is it's not abusive. It's always been treating it like it's a, a medicine and something that I'm worthy of and, and I'm happy to have. And I take with, I have a lot of respect for it. Like I, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. I'm thinking think the creator of everything that we get, that we have some, the universe, if you will, the source. <laughs> and you're over there in Cali, so shit, you in the best place for that shit right now, because California oh, is one of the originate, like California, Colorado, you know, it's been, you know, adult use recreational now for the longest time when it comes to here in, in the states so their oh, yeah. their laws are really progressive you know obviously there's a lot more freedom in that sense you know it is marijuana and cannabis whatever whatever name you want to give her the she's a plant and she's a healing plant right it is left it is on the schedule one drug list though so the drugs in the same category as let's see it says methamphetamine which is like the fuck you know peyote fucking lsd well, that's, heroin that's done on purpose and i think the reason that's done on purpose is because it's so healing mm. and 
if I keep you away from something that naturally heals you, that allows me to, and, and give it a horrible label and put it in the same category as a bunch of the other destructive bullshit, that allows me to make more money off of it and oh, make more 100%. money selling, selling you extra other things. And so I firmly believe like, you know, that was done, it, it, that was done intentionally. So do oh, I believe it sure. should be on a schedule one list? Absolutely not. Do I have yeah. control over that? No, but you know, I just don't believe everything that people put in front of me, especially when it comes to that, because they're not crack cocaine and Mary Jane are not the same. Absolutely the fuck not. Like what I did there, you see, I made three words. Oh, okay. Well, hello. <laughs> you guys, we got to thank Sutan because he's out here doing it. He's decided to, you know, jump on the on the podcast with us. But, you know, it is what it is. He's in L.A. He's working. He's got to do stuff, too. So wherever he's at right now, they out here fucking, I don't know, fixing the damn... You hear those booms in the background? I was like, the fuck? <laughs> I, I can repeat myself. By the way, that's that truck. He's coming around to the trash can now, and now he's done, you know, American. Oh, okay. He wants sorry, to be on the show. Sorry, it's everybody. okay. It's I, all good. Uh, you know, I thought I was doing good by coming outside, but I was sitting inside, and they had, like, jazz music playing, so I'm oh, sure you shit. didn't want that the entire show. So I was like, No, no. I appreciate you trying to find the best spot, because, yeah, it is, it is a struggle, guys, because I was like... You know, I've been trying to get Sue on here for a while, but he's, he's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. There was no way I was going to ask him during the filming, like during the season. Oh my God. You know, they, you know there's no way he had time for that shit. You're I smart. knew already. <laughs> like, I knew already to come at him correct. You know what I mean? So the, um, the only day I had time to even catch a breath was Saturday uh, because, you know, Monday through Friday we're filming, but I'm also learning lines. Yes. And Sunday, you got to get ready for Monday. So it's like uh, Sunday through Friday. And how how yeah. long was your how long did did you guys uh, was season two how long did you guys film? Uh, we shot from April to July. Okay, so that's a long yeah. time, guys. Like that's back three, to back, that busy that's three months every yeah. day. Yeah, and I mean mm-hmm. sometimes I had to be there at three in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes I had to be there five, six, eight, nine, five, four, three. So yeah, it depends. And you'd be on, shooting it, forever, like for fifteen yeah. hour plus days, maybe even so. Well, yeah, like. 12 at the max, though, 12-hour okay. days. But you can also, like, have to come back around. Like, say, for instance, I, I have to be there at 5 in the morning. I get off at 5 in the evening. I get my lines for the next day, but I have to be there the next day early, too, and I still have to learn lines for that day, too. So it's like right. if your brain isn't ready to, like, remember right. stuff and forget it, you know, And how – and let's go back to Medicaid, right? Because right, when it comes to Medicaid for me, I can't remember shit. So, you know, and I'm an actor, too. So I'm over here like, damn, bitch, how the fuck are when you get these crazy lines? How the fuck are you going to remember all these lines? Like, how do you how do you remember your lines? Do you remember your lines? Do you find it difficult? Um, Well, I I actually it's challenging every time because sometimes they're longer than others. But it's not Uh even so much just remembering the lines. It's remembering the the energy and the context of the scene and the the way you want to deliver. But the other thing is, like, I stop smoking when it comes time to take care of business. I don't. Okay. Because it's it as much as I enjoy it, it is a hindrance. It does cause a delay. It does not okay. allow. It, it puts me too relaxed when I need to be like sharp uh. and together. And so what I would do was I would do my lines or go over my lines, learn them, go spit them out, and then after I'm done for the day, if I had time, I'll smoke like maybe one joint and then okay. I'll get right back on it to the next one. But that's like a reward. It's not like the average. Oh. Uh-oh. I think they just we found a dead, a dead body. I'm 
Nope, no, not a I love this though okay. because it's real as fuck. It's like, yes, there's shit going on. Like, this is yeah. life, guys. That's <laughs> yeah, a body over Barbara there. Barbara gotta work that. too. Yeah, you know, they gotta. In, he's hot too. He's standing in the full gear and he's just there pulling levers like. Uh, we appreciate you, sir. Thank you for yeah, doing exactly. your job. All right. Hey, all day long, yeah. Because it would be okay. Really well, that that makes me think. So, and okay, so when you do when you do you know when you when it comes to Mary Jane cannabis, whatever have you, the name. Your favorite way is flower, right? You f- your favorite way is oh, all day long flower. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I do flower, man. I love flower more than anything because you know it's you can't reproduce that. You can't right. manufacture it. You can't fuck with it. I mean, well, I mean you can, but that's well, that's what I was saying. I'm like, how do you feel about edibles? How do you feel about you know? I mean, they're cool, but it takes them too long to kick in for one. Okay. Like if I want to get blowed, if I want to get high, I want to get high now. I don't want to get high fucking two hours from now when I forgot that I got high. Now I'm in a business meeting. Like, oh okay. fuck. You see what I'm saying? Um, I, I'm I'm gonna send you some. I'm gonna send you some, Sue, because I because because you know I work in this world. So you know the listeners yeah. know I work in cannabis and yes. cannabis. Yes, has you know obviously I'm a flower girl myself. I love flower. Indeed. Love flower. I'm growing it. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Um, but I being in this industry has made me learn just the the ways of the cannabinoids and br- the breaking down of like the CBG, CBD, CBN, mm-hmm. and all the different cannabinoids and, and like what their benefits are and then what it like kind of gears towards. There's this amazing brand called. 1906 and they have these capsules which are like drops but they're edible so you're gonna you're gonna swallow them they're fast acting so it's in like 20 minutes um uh-huh. and they have some geared for like brain power uh for energy there's go there's um there's some for uh like obviously sleep there's some for chill like relaxation that has a lot more cbd than the thc uh i want to send you a genius one because i feel like that one's gonna be um I, I mean, that genius how, one? That's right up my alley. I know. I feel like for you in writing, it will be really conducive and help you with the writing. It'll get you in a really creative, uh, focused mindset. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you something, and I'm okay. gonna let you, you let me know how it feels for you, because I feel like I, when it comes to what you're saying, a lot of enthu- ca- uh, cannabis enthusiasts and ca- cannabis users, they they say that a lot. Like, I want, I want to smoke. I want to get high, but I got shit to do. You know, what I mean, I can't get so yeah. high that I just can't function right but there are now products out there that can help that that can actually gear towards that so i'm, I'm gonna help you with that i'm gonna send you i'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a little something something so that way you can try it out and see um how you feel and you I might you might be that. like kimbo what the this is amazing like damn like i was high and i was riding up a storm you know what i'm saying i wrote a whole <laughs> new pilot or some shit so i got it's you possible hell You're yeah motivated. it's possible hell yeah, hell yeah. So, absolutely well i look forward to that and whatever okay. Whatever flower you can, you know. <laughs> He's like, well, don't get me wrong. I love flower too. So um, cute, yeah, cute. Okay. So, okay. You a flower girl. Wow. You're a flower girl. Look at me. I'm high. Flower too. girl. Yeah. I was I'm like, where did that come from? I'm a flower. I'm the flower girl. At I a wedding. Mrs. Flower. <laughs> Do you have any crazy edible stories? I know Kareem had some because he was like, he's like, nah. I ain't even fucking them with them edibles, nah. Kim. Like that just scares me. I got fucked up too hard on some brownies and shit. So I mean, nah, like, oh. Kareem. Nah, nah. I've never had any problems with edibles like really no nah, i don't i've never had a bad trip with edibles or any of that stuff good yeah it's cool like i mean i you know i've had my fair share of weed so you know edibles is just like fucking cherry on top of a cake it's whatever okay so your tolerance seems like it's pretty high uh, you can handle a pretty strong edible yeah <laughs> he like, looks at me like Kimbo. I've yeah. been smoking for a long. Mm-hmm. Come on now, you you In ain't a nice scaring way. me. Yeah. yeah, bring on your edibles. 
<laughs> some people be like, oh shit, I can't. I had a, a too strong of a brownie and then that shit scared me. I don't want to do that shit no more. But I'm like, well, you had to like, you know. So, but you don't, you know, some people don't, it don't work at all. So I just, you just never know. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I don't understand that. Not working at all? No, I, I think they're lying, but you know, For, whatever. It, it's yeah, something with their lying, liver. Dude. It like, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking work. I don't know. I've, I swear to God. Cause like you were mentioning the oils, like there's a CBD product oil. called Rick Simpson oil and that shit's like 1000 milligrams. It's in this syringe. It's the most concentrated form you know, of cannabis. Right. And it's, it was created by, to, for this guy. Cause he had mel- melanoma, he had cancer. Mm-hmm. And so he would put it on his the skin. Black oil? Well, it's called Rick Simpson oil. Mm-hmm. What color is it? It's brown. It's like real yeah. dirty brown. Yeah, That's yeah, what very I'm highly talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very yeah. dirty brown. Yeah. yeah, and literally, it is like it, when I tell you we when we tell people like how much to take, we tell them a grain of rice. That's how much we tell them. Yeah, that's how wow. strong this shit is. And some people take the whole shit and don't feel nothing. I'd be like, damn, like Yo, hey, what? I would have died. I would have been on the floor. That means they're smoking. They smoking other shit. So let's just True. put that out there. Do you dab? Do you dab? Uh, I have before. Um, but Do you I like it? I don't no. have all the equipment and all yes. that shit. And I'm just like, like I'm not going to be fucking butane torch and a platter and like, you know what? Fuck all that. Let me just, I don't need all of the, you know, I'm not trying to get the highest anybody's ever been. Like, I don't right. need all of this shit. Yo, when I tell fucking you dabbing is a whole new world, niggas can be getting yeah, high with, with, yeah. yeah they do. And absolutely. So dabbing guys is like, it's like another form of it, it's where it's, it is cannabis guys. So like a, a dabbing, yep. look up dabbing videos and things. Wax. It can be a little, yeah. Wax, shatter, butter, yeah. sugar, oh, all true. these different, you know, but it's the consist. it's like, it's what comes out of the flower though. So it is like actually from mm-hmm. cannabis, but it depends on how it's extracted. Sure There's a lot of different is. ways, but if you look up, like you can look up people dabbing on YouTube. And when I tell you, you'd be like, are they doing crack the fuck? Like, yes, I, no. what? At first, it right, took me a little exactly. bit to be like, yo, like, that's that's OD. Like, holy shit. Like, that's a little too much for your girl. But, um, yeah, I, I'm learning more about it. I don't want to dab because I don't want my tolerance to go up. I like, I'm a cheap date. I want to keep it where it's at. Right? I'm a cheap date. You know what I'm saying? I'm Give me a little, you know that. what I'm saying? Like, I don't, it don't take me much. You know what I'm saying? Why do I want to make my tolerance go up higher? Be more expensive right. in these streets, you know, getting all the weed, you know, getting me high. So I'm I'm cool on that. But uh <laughs> to each his own, you know, not gonna judge. So but yeah, well Sue, I, I did want to yeah. take this time too. And I know you wanted to talk about um you said you were a part of this project sure. that you have going on, which is called Lane 44. What is that and what can you tell us about Lane 44? Absolutely. Okay, so it's www.lane, the number four, the number four.org. Hold on, that's the people behind me. Let me tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is important, hey. y'all. No, shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, they got quiet. I can't. I love <laughs> I really so said much. that shit, too. But they couldn't see me, so it was like, who's talking? <laughs> but anyway, now, now back to my nonprofit. There you go. <laughs> um, well, okay. So here's when I was, this is what got me started with the idea. When I was filming season one, we were on the South side on location. And when I say on location, we were out South, like 73rd and Mm. Cottage Grove, uh, 87, all all along the South side where I grew up. And when I was sitting in my chair, just between shots or scenes, I had mad shorties 
come up to me and be like, yo, what's your name? How long y'all been out? They really thought we were the shy. I was like, no, we're not the shy, man. We're the South Side team. We're making a comedy. It's like, wait, this is a show? This is a comedy? It's not sad. Like, don't nobody ever come out here and shoot. And so there were so many kids that from ages like nine to like, I don't know, 22, 23, asking me a lot of questions and ask, and so, so just like incredibly surprised in a good way to see that you know, people that look like them were doing, were making what they perceived to either be a movie or a television. They just saw a crew mm-hmm. and that touched my heart. You know, it was like, man, I wonder how many more people like me are out here or um, who'd be interested in writing and making stories and doing, you know, learning the craft of, of making TV or um, films. And okay. so my passion came and I said, well, I want to be able to provide the opportunity for the youth in the South side of Chicago, particularly from the neighborhood that I'm from, to experience behind the camera, not necessarily in front of. So Lane 44 was developed, and I developed that um, with uh, Debbie Holstein, who is the director of a nonprofit right now, a good friend from college. Um, okay. And long story short is, we write feature films that are going to be shot on the South Side using South Side talent and locations, Aww. predominantly films about Chicago stories. And we're going to have the youth of the South Side behind the camera so that they can get that experience. Now, true, it's not a, enough spots for hundreds of thousands, but, you know, we do the mission is to be able to make a movie every year once we do the first one, because after the first movie, it becomes self-sufficient, you know? Mm. So our first film, we're looking to raise like $7 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you know anything about, if you know anything about movies, that's like peanuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we're going to raise that. And then we're going to shoot that first episode, that first movie with all of those. The beautiful thing about it is like, they will actually get real credits. So oh my God, really? And I'm not saying this is not the plan, right? This is not the plan, but it's a wonderful byproduct of the plan is to get them exposed to really create a renaissance on the South side, mm-hmm. um, provide opportunities for the youth to, you know, be able to work the grip, the lights, the sound, the hair, the makeup, I love the, it. all of that, like every portion of that, and then be able to get a credit on a major motion picture. And then if they decide to do so, they can take that credit with them and maybe go join a union or maybe become part of another production somewhere within the city because obviously Chicago is really coming up with production. And But not to do one film, but to be able to do films, you know, until I, until I check out of this piece and leave something behind for others to continue that on the South Side. So really it's about providing opportunity where there is none That's and amazing. doing it in a way that it's, um, that it has a long lasting impact. See, unlike many other people, I don't believe in giving people fish, but I will teach you how to fish. I love it. And that's what I want to do. Provide the opportunity to learn how to fish. But I'm not giving you anything because you got to earn it. I had to earn it. But okay, okay. It's easier to earn when it's in your backyard. It's right. easier to earn when you don't have to go, you know, 30 miles that way and, mm-hmm. and beg for an opportunity. It's right here in your backyard. So that is the beauty of what Lane 44 is. And then it's gonna, you know, eventually it's gonna be like I see it in my mind's eye. It's gonna be like. Um, 
for lack of a better word, it's like a campus where we have our main area where we have stages and we have your offices around that. And then everything is going to you know, operate off that one area. There are tons of vacant lots, lots of land on the south side that isn't being used, mm-hmm. can be um, appropriated, especially in the areas we talk about Inglewood, Auburn, Gresham, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Yo, you throw, we can, we can do some major damage as it relates to providing opportunities and changing the course of that community because I've been gone for, I don't know how many years and not much has changed outside yeah. of maybe a new liquor store and a new gas station. Yeah. Like not much has changed. It's still a food desert. Yeah. It's not a lot of, uh, it's not a lot of new jobs. Um, and, and there's, there, it's just, you know, so it's my turn. Let's see what happens. I, so that's what lane 44 that. is about. So, so much. if you know some millionaires hanging out, Send them oh, my way. I could use the funding. Listen, whatever Absolutely. we can I'm do. Not, I'm not ashamed to ask for it. No, listen. Send us any link that you have for your GoFundMes, you know, anything like that. Or, you know, I will do whatever okay. we need to do. I will personally put in some money myself because I truly believe in this so hard. Sue, I, this yeah, is amazing. Thank you. I, I think that what you're doing yeah. is so fucking important. So fucking important to the South Side of Chicago. I mean... When I say it is, and so it comes needed. from a good place. Oh, and I can feel it. I can fucking feel yeah. it. And when I, I, I can feel your passion, and I feel like that's that. Like literally, like you know, my me and my producer, we had a show last week, and he was just saying how it's so important for us to give, you know, be there for our youth, be there for yeah. the younger generation. Like we had right. a very deadly weekend. The f- July Fourth yeah. weekend was wild. I know. It's always I know. like that. It's so much violence in the city, and it's like. And it's, it's not, and I don't believe it. And people piss me off when they were like, oh, well, it's because, you know, that's just the way it is. And, you know what I'm saying? Well, nah. you know, like, it's like, yeah, nah. but it's like when there's literally no other fucking option, right? And it's like, we need to have, you know, lane 44 there's an option for these kids. Like how exciting. Yeah. They're going to get firsthand experience to get the credits on their resume at so young, maybe in high school. I don't know how far back Absolutely. you want to take this, but having that credit. So well, you young, gotta be at least 16. 16, 16 oh. and up because you got to be able to work, right? That's but true. We're okay, talking 16 right. to like 24 year olds. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. 16 and four year olds to 24 year olds. It's like and amazing. You, you hit on a very good point. Like, yeah, the, the future is behind us. And if we don't pay any attention to it. So and our youth, right. like our youth is so important. And I feel like our school systems, like, you know, education is not given as much love and attention like it is so important right this is these are our this is our future right these children these kids coming up in this world yep. this is the fucking future yep. if they don't if they don't have the guidance if they don't get the right teachings yep. the the experience that they need we're fucked what is humanity going to be you know and so i feel like what you're doing is then, so important huge and i will stand by you oh, sue thank, like this is so great much. i love it what does lane thank 44 stand much. for did, did, there's a reason like what was it what is, well, it, is it yeah well okay so the from a from a numerical perspective the number 44 represents businesses that are going to be successful for many generations to come okay and the lane represents creating your own lane like no mm. one's going to create the lane for you. you have to make your own way otherwise if you're sitting around waiting for someone to uh, make movies on the south side of Chicago with the youth of the south side of Chicago. It's never going to happen. Right. If you're right. if you're going to if you want to figure out, I mean, because not everybody wants to be in front of the camera. Some kids, right. some people want to work with sound. Some people want to write. Some right. People, and we're going to have 
we're up running 100%. All aspects of making a major motion picture are going to be fulfilled. Like, you know, from the group that writes it, to the group that acts it, to the group that shoots it, to the group that does post-production, to the group that does the score. Like, it's wow. so many elements. So and, many. And we also, with that $7 million, we also going to budget in um, distribution. Like, that's a big part. People will go and make movies and they forget about the distribution. Well, mm-hmm. that part is budgeted in. Mm. Um, and so we're going to be able, and also so we can qualify for, like, film festivals and okay. all that other stuff you have to have you have to have a, a release a right. theatrical release so we want i want the youth to and especially those particularly working on the project to experience all of that and hopefully light a fire in someone that they will take to many generations um, you know past my own so that's uh. ultimately and i and i really see it like if it if not if, but when we right. get up and running, it's going right. to change the demographic of the South Side. Like I really feel that if you have enough people who give a damn and, and have and are invested and have opportunities, you know, it's gonna change the way it feels. It's gonna change yeah. the whole and everything. So it's just and, and that's not, you know, that's not the overall goal. I just think it's one of the beautiful side effects. The main goal is to provide opportunity for those who uh, otherwise don't have it in their in their own backyard. Like, why? Have, why does everybody have to leave? And you know, you got talent from Chicago coming yeah. back, giving love. Let's do it. So Hell there's yeah. a lot of talent. There's a lot of, especially in the youth. Like these kids, and I use that term loosely when I say kids. I'm talking about anybody who's ten years younger than me. Right. Exactly. But they know, like they they already like they're they're on the internet making six figures. They're making cartoons. They're making commercials. They're making their own stuff. Like. Why not utilize that and take advantage of that? And those who want to do it and are serious about it, let's get together and make something big happen. So, you know, that's uh, what Line 44 is about. Love it so much. You guys, I will put all this information in the show notes, the links and everything. I will I will post about it on the Instagram, Facebook, everything. I wanna I want this so I want this to be successful. This is this needs to happen, Sue. So I I completely it's support going you. To. 100%. This is amazing. And I'm so much. happy that you're doing that. That That's amazing. Well, I'd love much. to hear that. I mean, uh, and the beauty of it is, is like people that I know like yourself and, and other professionals that are interested in making that, that want to participate, there are going to be opportunities for you as well. So yeah, absolutely. it's not just the youth. It's it's enough to go around when you talk about We're going to lift each other noise. up. We're going to lift each other up. Absolutely. Amen. I love that. So All much. boats rise with the tide. There you go. There you go. Ah. Sue, you've been amazing. I can't even express to you how appreciative I am for you to just jump on with us and have these conversations with us. Share your experience because honestly, like, you know, like you said, you you a black man from Southside Chicago. I want people to listen to this and be like, wow, I can do that too. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like it's it's possible, right? So just you being a testimony to hear and just sharing your story does so much. And um, Lane 44 for sounds amazing and we got to support this guys we got to make this happen so and support Southside watch Absolutely. Southside guys that's the best oh. way to support Sue is to support his projects yeah. keep in tune uh, Sue what's your Facebook what's your Instagram if anything what can you tell uh, us my, my Instagram I only have Instagram is Simon J Southside uh, all one word and you can get in contact with me there also you can uh, hit me up on um uh, www.lane44.org. If you go to that website, you can email me there or email Debbie. That gets to me. Well, no matter what, I'm 
I'm tangible. You can you can get in contact with me. It may take hey. a little bit of time sometimes because I'm 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 keeping myself very busy because you know I have really big goals. Yeah. Um, and that's important. Um, but yeah, I'm available. You know, I just I'm here for I'm here for like a little bit of time and then I'm off to the next life. So exactly, I make this one as much as I can while I'm here. You know. Awesome, awesome. And again, I will put his his sh- I'll put his Instagram the website in the show notes so you guys can find it there. Um, I did want to, um, I, I picked Easy. a quote of the day. So okay, I did want to finish this off with a quote of the day for you, um, which is very, good. you know, very on brand to what we're talking about for us and you. So I chose this one. Um, so here's the quote of the day, okay. guys. Chicago is a city where the, practi- where the practical and the inspirational exist in harmony where visionaries who made no small plans rebuilt after a great fire and taught the world to reach new heights. It's a bustling metropolitan city with the warmth of a small town where the world already comes together every day to live and work and reach for a dream, a dream that no matter who we are, where we come from, no matter what we like or what hand life has dealt us with hard work and discipline and dedication, we can make it if we try. And that's by Barack Obama. Shout out to the 44th president of the United States of America and Chicago residents. Fire. So I had to, I had to, you know, I had to give him some love and I had to do it with you because you are Chicago. So, Sue, you are, you know, you will rep Chicago, I feel like, to the day you die. So I feel like I had to do that well, you know, for us. For that's Chicago. home, man. Love Chicago. Yes. That's why Thank I got my uh, stripes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. And, you know, I, pre- I I'm again, you guys watch Southside, support Sue. He's awesome. You hear it first. He's he's literally like an inspiration to all of us. So shout out to you, Sue. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, guys. And as always, you can always reach me out at Kimboologypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can always follow me on Kimboology uh, Facebook page. Also a Kimboology Podcast at, on my Instagram page, Twitter, everything. Um, keep in touch. Uh, this was great. I, I love I love having conversations like this, and I'm gonna continue on with this too going forward. Shout out to my shirt, Nomadic Nympho. I did create this. This is my brand. This is my shirt that I made. It's a new uh, Ooh, that I'm says a lot. Right, Nomadic Nympho. What's says up? You know what I'm says saying? A lot. I'm, I'm living for this shirt. I made it, guys. Yeah. I created the graphics. So I was like, let me go ahead and wear it. So this is the That's new one, guys. I gotta get my life together and get you guys some t-shirts. I will soon. Don't <laughs> worry. Get my life together. I do because everybody's like, Kim, where the fuck's all these shirts? I'm like, shit. So I do a lot too. So right. be, just yeah, you know, absolutely. give me grace, guys. So, but ends as always. Thanks again for joining in. Um, Thanks for having me. Wash your teeth, wash your ass, and, you know, (laughs) clean your nose hairs, do all that, please. Wash your hands. Still a panty out here. It's still a Panasonic in these streets, so keep that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) And, Sue, thanks again for joining us. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, Bye, guys. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. Well, shoot the damn dog.